I am excited about tonight's message. Uh, um, we have the scriptures to show you. In John chapter 14, in verses 11 and 12, we have these amazing words from Jesus. And uh, this cannot be just for the disciples, because if it was, it would have no meaning to us. Then we'd have to take out half of our New Testament. No, rather, they are a picture of the Lord's church. That's you and me, even to this day, many hundreds of years later. So it's to the church, he says this. <clears throat> and he says, believe in me, believe me <laughs> that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I, uh, the works that uh, I do, he will also do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to be with the Father. Greater works, wow. Here Jesus tells us that we will do the works he does and greater. How can this be? That has got to be your only response when you read this. This is a mind blower. This is a bombshell. What? Greater works, you're the Messiah. How is this possible? So in Jesus' earth walk, he did the will of the Father. Okay, the church, that's you and me, not a building, not an organization, uh, continues Jesus' earth walk in the day we live in, in the generation we live in. And we continue to carry out the will of the Father, just as Jesus carried out the will of the Father, by doing the works of Jesus in our generation, in our day. Now, Jesus had two aspects to his works. The first was the redemptive acts aspect. That's where he becomes sin on the cross and redeems us, and that's called the vicarious work. In other words, we live through his victory. That is not a work he's speaking of that we'll do. We cannot do that. That is closed for eternity. Thank God he did that, otherwise we would be hopeless and helpless. Only he could have done this redemptive work with his sinless blood. But we proclaim this work, yet we cannot duplicate it. Okay, so the other works, what other works then could that mean? There's a second aspect of his works, and that's found in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Oh, now we're getting a little bit more clearer here. Teaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and bringing healing. Okay. These works Jesus did that he calls now his church to do. We see the works he did beyond the redemptive work, and these are the works the body of Christ continues. Uh, so, we have a problem here in the Lord's church is that too many people do not understand the purpose that we have is to represent him in this day that we live in, to represent Jesus. That's a heavy calling. Uh, too many Christians have no concept uh, what it is to be sent by heaven to proclaim the good news and to carry out these works of Jesus. It's a heavy one. So what we need here is a revelation within us of how powerful our prayers are when we pray in the name of Jesus. It's not just a tag at the end of a prayer to make it look good, like, like, like we know what we're talking about. It's something that's extremely serious. It's like uh, you're signing his name on a document. Uh, it's a whole separate teaching, but it's, it's a spiritual power of attorney that you're doing when you say in Jesus' name. So we need a revelation within us 
of how effectual it is when we do lay hands on the sick and they receive healing in the name of Jesus. We need to use his name. We need to act for him. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So we need a revelation deep within us of the authority that we carry when we act in his name. Uh, we need to preach, teach, and minister the Word of God. Those are not just for licensed ministers. That is for the body of Christ, because you are all ministers of reconciliation. Now, we need a revelation within us that we represent Christ. Now, I did a Sunday message earlier this month on being an ambassador for Christ. Who are you? We are his ambassadors. We represent him. Okay, but what does this mean? How do I identify with the Lord himself? So as I said on that Sunday, uh, we seeing yourselves as ambassadors is key to understanding that, that we represent him. Perfectly okay to walk up and say, hello, Ambassador Ira. Hello, Ambassador Alan. Hello. And he said, yeah, you're ambassadors of the kingdom. So problem is Christians just don't see themselves this way. And we need to change our inner identity of who we really are and agree with what God says about us and live that way and walk that way day by day um, that we represent him. So seeing yourselves identified with Christ will give you understanding on your purpose here on this earth, this side of heaven. We are to represent him. Okay, so how do I get this picture within me? Okay, tonight I want to help you with a picture that comes from Hebrew culture. Probably most of you have never heard of this. Um, there's a word to help us in our understanding of this concept of identifying with Christ. And that is about being his ambassador. And that is the word shiliach. So if you're writing that down, it's S-H-E-L-I-A-C-H. S-H-E-L-I-A-C-H. Shiliach. It's a Hebrew cultural expression, and it's the strongest form of identification this world has ever known. It's beyond the concept of being an ambassador. Uh, now, it is a word in English that simply means the sent one. That's all it means in English, the sent one. It comes from the Hebrew word to send. Now, oddly enough, the word shiliach is not in the Bible. It's a Hebrew word that's not in the Bible. Of course, the word to send in the Hebrew is there, but that particular word, shiliach, is not there. You may have heard teachings on the Shekinah glory of God. Okay, another Hebrew word. The word Shekinah is not in the Bible. It's a Hebrew word, but not found in Scripture. Yet it's true. And this is another one, same concept. It's a true Hebrew word. It just isn't in the Bible. But the concept of it is all through the Word of God. So, the sent one, the shiliach, represents the one who sent him. And that's easy. But more than an ambassador or a person of proxy could ever be. Both an ambassador and a proxy have the authority to speak on someone else's behalf. Uh, the shiliach, however, represents the sender in a very special way. He is to be treated as if he is the sender. Very different. No ambassador is the sender. Now, best understood by example, if a king could not go somewhere, he would send a shiliach in his place. And when the shiliach would show up, he was to be treated as if the king was present. They wouldn't say, hello, ambassador. They would say, 
hello, your majesty. Pretty different. Um, weddings, very different in the first century and centuries prior to that. Uh, today, weddings are very, very uh, much changed and different than they were back then. Today, it revolves around the bride. It's the bride's day, right? Not so in Hebrew culture in the first century. It revolved around the groom. Those were the good old days, huh? It revolved around the groom, not the bride. So if the groom couldn't be at his own wedding, he would send his shiliach. How about that? And he would be treated as if the groom was present. Now, he doesn't get the bride on the honeymoon night, just in case your minds are going there. That doesn't happen. But at the wedding, it was a legal marriage as if the groom was present. And the bride would not have batted an eye because her groom was there. The shiliach came. Uh, I'll tell you what, when I first, I've taught this several times uh, over the years. In the early 80s, I taught this at a Bible school where Pastor Walt was the dean, and I was one of the teachers, and I was teaching on a course on the authority of the name of Jesus. Anyway, Walt was in the, like in the background. He was still a school teacher at the time, and he was correcting uh, papers from school. And I was speaking on this, and he did not know I was doing this and had not heard this before. All of a sudden, he stops he drops his paper, grabs his Bible. Apparently, what I was saying answered a question for him he could not find an answer to, and it made perfect sense. He later shared that, and so let's use that as an example. We have a very powerful example of this in the story of the centurion coming to Jesus. Now, if you've studied your Bibles real good, you'll know it's only in Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel, okay? So, let's look at it in Matthew's gospel first. And uh, verse uh, 5 of Matthew 8. And when this Jesus came, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but just speak the word of my servant shall be healed. Notice here, the centurion came to Jesus. Got that? In Luke's gospel, we have the exact same story, but it's different. In Luke chapter 7, verse 6, then Jesus went with them, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, uh, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof. And the rest of the story. Note here, no centurion came to Jesus. It's the same story. In Matthew, the centurion is there talking to him, but in Luke, it's his friends that he sent. It's the same story. Luke is written to a Gentile audience, and for Luke, the non-Jewish reader, friends were sent. But in Matthew's gospel, the centurion came to him. In actuality, it is more than likely the Luke account is exactly what happened. The centurion sent friends to Jesus. But in the Jewish mind, who understood the Shiliah concept in Matthew, it was as if the centurion was present there himself talking. That is a Shiliah. And that's when Walter dropped his papers and looked at me. Because that was a question he could not find an answer to in himself. How can you have the same account and yet so different in both Gospels? That's why. One is a shiliach and one is to written uh, to a, a Gentile audience. Amazing. 
So, some more here on the Shiliok. The Shiliok had to be completely obedient to the one who sent him. Disobedience would disqualify a Shiliok. They weren't allowed to say more or less than they could. They could never compromise their message. Um, remember this and everything I'm going to say tonight. Uh, the Shiliok must speak the words of the sender. The Shiliok must think the thoughts of the sender. The Shiliok must act in the sender's actions. The Shiliok must be totally identified with the one who sent him. Now, as we understand that, let's look at Jesus the Shiliok. How about that? Jesus is the father of Shiliok. Don't take my word for it. Let's look at his words. John chapter 7, verse 16. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Verse 28 and 29. Then Jesus cried out as he taught in the temple, saying, You both know me and know where I am from, and I have not come of myself. But he who sent me is true, whom you do not know. But I know him, and I am from him, and he sent me. This is the Father's Shiliok talking. Jesus, the perfect Shiliok. No one was ever more obedient or more faithful to the sender. Look at it again, John chapter 5, verse 30. I can of, my, I can of mine own self do nothing. How about that? As I hear, I judge. My judgment is, is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father that has sent me. Again, a Shiliok speaks what the Father sends them to do. John chapter 6, verse 38 and 39. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all that he has given me, I should not lose nothing. I should raise it all up on the last day. Notice those Shiliok wordings here, not my own will. The Jesus was to be treated here on earth as if he was the Father himself. When you see Jesus, you've seen the Father. How do we know what the Father is like? We look at the Son. John chapter 14, verses 6 through 9. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, uh, you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and it's sufficient for us. And Jesus said, how long have I been with you? You've not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say Show us the Father. Jesus is amazed that he would ask such a question as if he's implying, don't you know I'm his Shiliok? Jesus is the Father to this world. Jesus the Shiliok never says more or less than what he was told to say. When you reject the Shiliok, you reject the sender. John chapter 5, verses 37 and 38. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me, and you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent him you do not believe. How about that? That's how closely the Shiliok is related to the sender. And there's a lot more scriptures here we could look at on this. Uh, there's many more examples in scripture of Jesus being the Father's Shiliok. 
And you'll find this is a big theme in the Gospel of John. Um, Mark, Matthew, Luke are trying to convince different cultural groups that Jesus is the Messiah. Matthew's trying to talk to the Jew. Mark is trying to talk to the Romans. Luke is trying to talk to the intellectual and the Greek. John is the only gospel that assumes that when you read this, you're already a Christian. And thus, there's far deeper truths that are being revealed to the believer. And the Shiliot concept is a big theme here in John. So the world could not have known the Father unless the Father Shiliot, Jesus, had been sent. You with me so far? Not a hard thing. Now, I said all this to give you a background. Jesus went home to be with the Father. Now we, the Lord's church, carry on Jesus' earth walk. And we now are Jesus' shiliach to this world. That's where this goes. We are now his shiliach. Wow. Remember John 14, 11, and 12. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he also will do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to be with my Father. So it's been said by others, and I agree, the church, you and I, we're the only Jesus this world is ever going to see. You are Jesus in the flesh to them. Are you the Savior? Of course not. But you're his shiliach, yes. When they look at you, they've seen him. We're his sent ones. And the concept of the shiliach is uh, you shouldn't be able to tell the sender from the sent one. Wow. Isn't that wild? John 17, verse 18, Jesus said, As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. That's you and I, besides the disciples. As the Father has sent Jesus, Jesus sends us. John chapter 20, verse 21. And Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Wow. These are scriptures that are commissioning scriptures. We are commissioned, you and I, as sent ones. As ambassadors of reconciliation, as Paul says. When you get up in the morning and leave your door, that's how you should see yourself. A shiliach just walked out of the door this morning, representing Christ, all that I come in contact with. Now, if the shiliach is to be treated as if he is the sender, then you and I are to be treated as if Jesus is standing in front of people. This is heavy stuff. We are his shiliach, and when they reject, and we're rejected, Jesus has been rejected. You cannot reject his church and embrace Christ. It's impossible. When you reject his church, that's you and me, you've rejected him. Consider, what does the word Christian mean? Who remembers? Little Christ. Little Christ. That's a shiliach. Uh, when we act in his name, uh, meaning, uh, it, it, the meaning is as if he is doing the ministry. Actually, he is. Uh, Jesus was the highest and fullest representation of the Father to this world, and we are his church, the highest and fullest representation of Jesus to this world. When we pray to the Father in Jesus' name, we are saying, Jesus sent me. Treat my request as if he was doing the praying. That's how powerful that is when you pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, we are to uh, think and act like Jesus. 
because we're identified with his name. It's an honor to be his shiliach. Remember, the sender is everything. We're just a yielded vessel. All the honor goes to the sender. Now, of course, there are groups out there that twist this. Mormons have a distorted teaching that you will be a God one day. That is not what the Word of God teaches. That's a distortion. They would take messages like this and put this in a totally wrong direction. You're, you're not God. You never will be. We only have one God, <laughs> and we are His sent ones. But isn't that amazing? Uh, all our faces look different, ages different, different races, different cultures. But I see Jesus, I see Jesus, I see Jesus, I see Jesus. And I see ones holding the Father's uh, presence. Now, we see here, I'm not making this up. The Sheliach concept continues all through the book of Acts. Uh, if we had lots of time, I don't, we could go, go through many scriptures. Just to look at a couple tonight, perhaps, in Acts chapter 9 here, verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to me on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. How about that? Got a shiliach there. Acts chapter 13, verse 4. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Sent out by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Shiliac sending agent of God. He is God. So, when we look at the book of Acts here and the things they do, they lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. Uh, you know, there's miracles taking place. There's the power of the gospel taking place. And when we see all this, there are a bunch of Shiliacs. We call them disciples, apostles. Okay, but they're a bunch of Shiliacs. Demons flee. Because Shiliachs speak the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease flee because these Shiliachs speak for Jesus. The kingdom of God advances because these Shiliachs speak for Jesus. And, you know, the thing is, you're not going to be able to be used of the Lord unless you believe that. This isn't a rote. This isn't monkey see, monkey do, monkey follow after you, which is how a lot of, you know, Christians learn things. Uh, it is, do I believe this? Has this become part of my being? Do I realize I've changed kingdoms? I am no longer in the dominion of darkness. I'm in the kingdom of his beloved son. I look the same physically. I haven't changed physically. The body ages. Some here gets lost, all that kind of stuff. But something's happened inside. I'm a transformed person inside. That's why the word of God tells us not to know someone after the flesh. I don't care about your ethnic background. I don't care. About, I stopped being Italian long ago. It means nothing to me. I mean nothing because I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Why would I identify and, and, and think less of myself by identifying with someone of the, of, the, of the physical realm? I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. All things become new. I don't want to identify with this culture and say, I belong to you. I don't belong to you. I'm an alien here. I represent heaven. You really got to think this way about yourself. You really got to transform your thinking that uh, you are a special person because of what God has done in your life. And it has nothing to do with what you have in your head. God won't one day when we we're before him examine what we have in our heads. He sure will examine what we had in our hearts. And he sure will examine the works if we did the works of Jesus to proclaim the good news of the gospel. 
that people can be free from the dominion of darkness, right? Uh, to teach the Word of God. If you can be one page ahead in the Bible and somebody else, you're doing a good job. Go teach them. I remember I used to teach uh, guitar classes many years back in uh, schools that couldn't afford guitar classes. And they had one music teacher there, and he taught every instrument. His name was Gladstone. I said, that was his first name. I said, Gladstone. They called him Gladdy. Gladdy, you play all these instruments? No, I only play sax and, and, and keyboard. But you're teaching all these instruments. I'm one page ahead of the student. Oh, plus he understands music. I'm one page ahead of the student. And he did a good job. He actually put, could put a student band together. Amazing. He just stayed one page ahead of the student. Hey, if you know one page ahead of somebody else in the Word of God, you can go teach somebody else. Doesn't mean you're an anointed teacher of the gospel, but it means you can bring teaching and instruction and disciple someone. Every believer should be discipling someone somewhere. Whether by correspondence or face-to-face or over the internet, sharing the truth of the gospel, helping someone grow in Christ. Can you help someone else grow in Christ? Then you're doing what the Lord wants. You're doing the works of Jesus. And it comes out to just believing as we go farther here, believing that when I lay hands on the sick, they recover. Not because of me, but because of the name of Jesus. And the power of God work, works because I'm representing Jesus. It's vitally key. We don't do this in rote. Uh, there was a classic story told one time. I think this is back in the 70s. Uh, this one particular Bible teacher was teaching on uh, laying hands on the sick and they shall recover, blah, 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 blah. So there was these two ladies in the back who were Roman Catholic. And uh, they're listening to this. They're going, we should do that, shouldn't we? I think so too. So they went back to their neighborhood and they just went up and down the street. Who needs healing today? We want to pray for you. People were getting healed and they knew nothing. They heard one little teaching in a, in a church service and then they started laying hands on people and they were getting results. They believed it. That's all the Lord is looking for us. Will you believe me? But when we believe him, that changes how we think and how we see ourselves. And I always find that to be the big, one of the biggest obstacles in the body of Christ. People don't see themselves as the redeemed of the Lord. People don't see themselves as representatives from heaven, the shiliachs of heaven. They don't see themselves as Jesus in the flesh on this earth. Maybe somebody else is, but not me. We have to start seeing ourselves as he meant for us to see ourselves. Then the body of Christ will do great works in his name. I want to hear nothing more than, wow, did you hear four people got healed today? Because some people from church were going around laying hands on people. Great. That's the things we want to hear. Because we're not supposed to control that. You can't. That's impossible. We want to encourage people just to be the church. And if the church just bees the church, man, things happen. Things change. People change. If you'll just believe it. All he asks us is that we would believe it. So it's vitally important that we start seeing ourselves the way we ought to be. Effective in this world for his namesake as sent ones, his shiliachs. And now consider when Jesus talks about greater works, there's a lot of Bible scholars that believe um, Jesus didn't get somebody born again until the resurrection. He had the disciples born again. It says in John that he breathed it on them and said, receive the Spirit. That's when they got born again, saved. In his earth walk before the resurrection, Jesus couldn't get somebody born again, right? 
he hadn't yet gone to the cross and was, and, rise from, and was resurrected from the dead. We now can do greater works. Isn't that wild? Because of him, we now can be doing the works of Jesus and leading people to Christ and seeing people's lives changed and transformed. It's a, not a hard message to get, not a long message here tonight, but we need to start to think like this and start to act like Sheliachs and start to get results as Jesus has gotten results. I know some of you already have. Hey, you can get really into this and see a lot more. Because the more you do it, the more you want to see it. Nothing like it. Nothing more exciting than seeing lives transformed, knowing I didn't do anything. It was Jesus that did it. I just took the step in faith, believing him. And bear in mind, you're going to be rejected a lot too. Was Jesus all loved and kissed upon? He was pretty rejected. Didn't he tell us if they rejected him, they'll reject you. Then the Word of God also says you're blessed for righteousness' sake. You're blessed because the name of Jesus rests upon your head. They rejected you because they reject Christ. Then the Lord's blessings enter your life in ways that you couldn't even imagine. Doors open for you because you can be trusted to stand out for the Master. So, you know, our job is just to speak forth. And uh, for some it falls as seed that it was never there before. For other times we are watering the seed they already have in them, and sometimes we get to see a harvest. But to let the Lord take care of that, that's not our job. That's His job. That's the job of the Spirit of God. Our job is just to be Christ to all those that we come in contact with. So as we close here tonight, I want to leave you with this scripture that I looked at before. In John chapter 20, verse 21, where Jesus said to them, Peace be to you, just as the Father sent me, I also send you. Let's just pray here. Father God, I don't know which hearts this lands on and is received. Those that would be here physically, those that would be listening online, I don't know who will put faith in it and not just have notes in a notebook, but faith and say, this is me. This is my life. Yes, Father, I respond, yes. I am your sent one. I am your shiliach. Father God, I just ask that we have this picture in us that only Jesus by Holy Spirit can make uh, bright and shine greatly in us that we would leave here today, Father, changed in some capacity, that we would walk away seeing ourselves in a different light than before we came in tonight or enforcing the light that we are your representatives, our feet walk for Jesus, our, feet, our voices speak for Jesus, our hands uh, that are laid upon the sick bring healing and comfort to those for Jesus. For Father God, we are his earth walk continued. His redemptive work is complete. We can add nothing to it, but surely we can work it out and walk it out and be Jesus to a lost and dying world. Father God, use us in this generation to all those, Father God, that would have an ear to hear and a heart to serve their risen Savior. Lord God, that we would put faith in this. Lord God, may they have the rewards of their faith seen in abundance. We thank you for this, Lord God, tonight. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Amen. amen. Praise the Lord.